0: gentlemen welcome back to the Woody Allen retrospective podcast to do our first episode of NWA not Woody actually (laughs) which is something that had to happen because I had a technical disaster this week that made it impossible for me and James to do our normal Woody Allen adjacent recording which is just crazy now because we do a monthly podcast I just I couldn't bear to leave a gap of a whole month with no content at all. To me, it's unacceptable. And for the what six or seven years I've been doing this podcast, I've, I don't think I've missed a week. Maybe we took a break before we moved over to do Adjacent, but I don't want to break. I don't want to break the chain right now. So today we're going to be covering some Light Woody Allen news. I want to address some comments we've got over the years um, on our videos and reviews. Um and uh, I've got, a, you know what, James did a review <laughs> for a Woody Allen movie, Stardust Memories I'm actually going to implant in this recording because because one of the questions that were asked to us made me think of it anyway and I'll get to that in a minute so I want to firstly apologise for the, the review not coming out this month trust me, uh, James will tell you on the next recording that we was there for two hours trying to figure out this technical mess and you know what would help i'm not you know what i'm gonna be completely shameless and say this is a perfect time to remind people that we have a patreon statistically we have about 500 listeners every episode and if only you know 20 percent of them donated a dollar or a pound or, or whatever it would help a lot to pay for especially the recording hosts not the podcast not the place where we hold the episodes which is Podbean, which are amazing we've been with them forever i highly recommend Podbean to host your podcast episodes and distribute them but the recording software whether you're using skype or zoom or studio hyphen link you know that's what i really wish the listeners could help contribute towards so if it you find it in your heart to contribute i'm gonna put um a link to our patreon down below and i'm not even gonna lie we've got no subscribers to the patreon right now we never really have we're gonna do the podcast even without but if you really enjoy the podcast or you know a review goes the longest way in terms of gaining more but some financial aid in these hard fucking times would help a hell of a lot we really appreciate it please consider please 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 consider um but yeah let's move on with the show that we're doing today. And again, this is going to be a little bit of an experiment because I'm kind of putting this together. There's going to be some audio clips here and there um, just for fun, for kicks, for giggles. Thanks for listening. And if you're not going to listen to this one, we'll see you next month. But let's get on with the first Woody Allen news that I saw, which is Woody Allen being a hero and actually saving someone's life. Woody Allen um, apparently was having dinner last week. I'm doing this recording on the 27th of May, I saw this off um, Reddit. The link, the article is from page six and it says Woody Allen saves his pal's life with the Heilig Maneuver and, and New York City restaurant. The filmmaker jumped into action and performed the life-saving manoeuvre on his friend Andrew Stein at their favourite Upper East Side Italian eatery. Is that video? Caravig- Woody Allen is 87 years old. Personally, I can't believe this old-ass man is successfully performing the Heimlich manoeuvre on anyone. So, <laughs> when I think of Woody Allen, hero, actual hero doesn't come to mind. But, great. Well done. He helped his friend, Stein is 76 who he helped. I'll link the article down below. And it was just a, it's just, it's really cool, man. The, the, the Patriots article's got some pictures as well. Yeah, Wow. Uh, want to give a shout out to the woody allen subreddit for highlighting that i was like wow good on you woody hated in some ways and loved in others saving lives while making movies um the next piece of news which is a little bit meh is that um woody's upcoming film coupe de chance is not going to be seen at the the Cannes festival apparently the head at Cannes said that it would bring too much controversy Woody Allen wouldn't come anyway and it would not only shine controversy on him but some of the other films as well and you get this is just another example of you know well let, let me just say I'm not surprised I'm not surprised by this at all um, it's a bit disappointing but again the movie will eventually come out I don't know when I haven't heard any news of when this movie's coming out Like I said in previous episodes, I still think we should expect the movie at the end of the year with um, a digital release and then a physical release. And as soon as it comes out, we're going to be right there discussing it, me and James. So stay tuned for that. That's all the news, really. I want to move on to the questions. So what I want to say, first of all, is I do not like answering questions on my own for the simple reasons I love to get that other perspective from my co-host I think I've only picked five I would say over the years we've had a lot of questions a lot of them are got to do with the fucking controversy which one of them I will touch upon because it's there's something I want to bring up but I'm just going to do five here and again I might bring this back up with James later but let's just get through these five and uh yeah I've got a, a couple audio clips as what to play in a moment so you guys know that we, and on the retrospective we've covered every single Woody Allen movie, TV special, uh, TV movie, we've covered them all. And then we moved on to Woody Allen Adjacent, while Woody Allen has uh, slowed down his movie production because of the controversy, because of being dropped by all these labels. So in the meantime we're doing these Adjacent movies. Um, when I came up with Woody Allen Adjacent, the idea, I put it on, I just asked people on Reddit and uh, Facebook, what kind of movies should we talk about? What other directors are doing things? And the response was good. So the first question that I've got a couple times is how many movies do you actually have left in adjacent? How many movies do you think you guys will talk about? Because how many people are really doing movies that you can farm ideas from and comparison to Woody Allen? Now, I would say we've been doing this uh, Woody Allen adjacent for two years now. I think we've done about... Have we done about 50 movies and I would say currently I have 30 movies left. And if we do 30, you know, one movie a month, we've got 30. That's like three or four years worth. Um, But I found an interesting development. And on a previous episode, I did say I wanted to use ChatGPT in some way to help with the podcast. And to be honest with you, I had a few suggestions by email, which I really appreciate the most functional and sensible um suggestion we had was to use chat gpt for research ask chat gbt what other um, woody allen films directors are doing films at like woody allen and this was phenomenal and i will say even though um guys if you don't know what chat gbt at gpt is at this time it's all around the news it's an ai tool that does research it's a it's a large language model which you can ask questions you can help it's free taking the world by storm google got their own one called bard blah 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 anyway i actually asked chat GPT what Woody the allen movies um would you recommend that are not done by woody allen now when i did that the response it gave was a bit scatterbrained but when i specifically asked a year like for example um chat GPT currently has a limitation where i don't think it can get any data beyond 2021 So what I asked it was, in the year 2020, what films would you say were released that were like Woody Allen's writing style? And it gave me 40 movies. Now, when I started parsing and researching the movies, it gave me, some of them were hit and miss, but there was definitely 15 to 20 20, um, candidates that were on point, and that was only 2020. So if I go back every single year, 2020, 2019, 2018, that is years and years worth of adjacent content that I do have to pass a PARSE pass and look through and investigate. But what a great tool. What a great and it's just gonna save so much grunt work of me looking myself amazing. Love that idea and thank you so much for the suggestion. So I have 30 already, but now with Chat GBT, we're gonna be able to find so many more movies. And of course, as always, I highly I always ask you guys to send your requests by email, by Twitter, by leaving a comment down below. And that leads me on to the next question, which is ironically, probably the number one question we get, which is a very fair question. Would you ever revisit Woody Allen's filmography from scratch? Now, when I originally started this podcast, I did the reviews with Simon. Uh, We started in 2017, I believe, and we covered everything. I want to kind of revisit the movies. I always thought it would be... I thought it would be a bit more poignant to wait till Woody Allen passes away because, you know, he's 87, I believe. Um, But I did put this to James as an idea. He was reluctant because, again, me and Simon already covered that ground. How can we... I think James was saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, James, on the next discussion, how can we approach this... um, retrospective again with a new angle which is something I'd be interested in um so would I start the filmography yes because of course my I my my thought process has changed I'm older and I would listen to what I did on the first recording with Simon and I'd think about it and come at it again with a new angle um the one thing James did mention and I think we did mention this on the podcast is would we um uh, James actually mentioned this that we should do commentary tracks for every single movie that is something i would love to do but to be honest with you it's a it's a very time consuming and it's something we have to plan because i'm in the uk james in us how are we going to sync the movie you know it's, it's it's something i would love to do but again it's something that we wanted to kind of make it a possibly a premium feature for paying patrons maybe so one way or another i would like to revisit the filmography i would like to revisit every movie again with fresh eyes or a different perspective and again i'm gonna throw the question to you if you've heard all our previous discussions what new take would you like us to take on the filmography again that i will leave up to you now funny enough as i said in the beginning we've got um i'm going to insert James's review for Stardust Memories. James already was before I asked James to be a co-host on the podcast. He did his own Woody Allen reviews on his YouTube channel, and the Stardust Memories one I liked a lot because if you guys know Stardust Memories is a movie that me and Simon did not like, <laughs> and listening to um, James's opinion, it kind of made me think twice about it. And to be honest with you, I think I would see this movie in different eyes now. And I, I still don't think I'll love it. But I don't think I'd have the same thoughts on it. Not every thought. So yeah, stay stay tuned for that. James has got a good um, review on that coming up later. But let's move on to the next question. Next question. Oh, Okay, this one was not... This was definitely a Woody adjacent question that I have very, very mixed feelings about. And I honestly do not really want to touch this without James. So we've had many, many questions asking, what do we think about the Alec Baldwin Rust movie tragedy? And, you know, the reason why a lot of people ask us is because we know Alec Baldwin is one of the vehement supporters of Woody Allen. He's been in many of his films. He's interviewed him many times more. I think he's done the most recent interviews with Woody Allen. And that tragedy with the gun going off and the weapons person not checking it is such a debated topic. Now, more recently... I believe the the criminal, well, I need to fact check myself, but right now I'm not going to do that. But the criminal charges were dropped against Alec Baldwin, but he settled a private case with the family, and the whole thing that I got so many emails. Oh, what do you think? Now Alec Baldwin's a now a pariah. He's a murderer, and I, I just you know I was so conflicted about this one because it was horrible what happened. I had so much um. I directed most of my um, condemnation to the weapons master, the person who's meant to check the weapons. I honestly, and I think most people don't believe Alec Baldwin went to a movie in with intent to shoot anybody or kill anybody, but he held the gun. How responsible is he? And that was the whole debate, back and forth, back and forth. So many YouTube videos, you know, you know, Woody Allen's vehement, most vehement supporter has now got such a horrible case against him, you know. People kind of look at that shine against Woody in, in in that aspect as well, and yeah, I you know I wanted I thought about doing a separate podcast about it because there were so many aspects to it that I'm I was conflicted about. But all I will say, my own personal opinion, I don't think Alec Baldwin is solely responsible for this death. Whether he should have went to jail, personally, I didn't think so. But I did feel like as a producer, I guess he had some culpability about um i heard there were so many things about hiring cheap staff and all that kind of stuff and it's just disgusting and it's just yeah it's it's a tragedy i've you know i feel nothing but um uh sorrow and regret for the family and it's horrible and you know the last time i remember something like this happening was on the the movie of the crow with uh was it brandon lee when he got shot by a pop gun and you know it's just yeah, man, it's a horrible reminder of certain things. So yeah, anyway, not really gonna touch that one. You know my thoughts. Um uh, you know it's it's a it's a it's a tragedy, man. It's so sad. But uh yeah, got so many questions people ask us what do we think about that? But again, this you can only relate it to Woody Allen so much. Okay, that was a bit heavy. <laughs> and there's another heavy question coming soon. So the next question is a kind of a silly one it says have you ever received negative feedback or backlash for hosting the uh woody allen podcast being a fan of woody allen i've already mentioned this hells yes we've uh, you know there was a time especially when i first started i got a barrage of emails saying we're supporting uh uh you know a pedophile and this that and the other and you know even though we've explained many times why we believe all the Allen's innocent, and now there's that Rick Worley documentary on YouTube, and, you know, um, the facts, you know, I... It was, yeah, we've received criticism, especially when we did the, um, the Allen's versus Farrell discussion. I remember James got a lot of flack for not watching every episode, and I did, and I can't really blame him, because it was a bit of a farce. It wasn't a fair um, uh, documentary at all, and you know we could. I think every some of the other creators I spoke to that are Woody Allen fans, or even some of the um, other podcasts spoke to me about getting a lot of hate. You know, it's it's to be expected. You know, in in real life, people came up to me, "Oh, you do a Woody Allen podcast? What's it about Woody Allen?" And they just went nuts and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that uh, somebody mentioned to me, which I want to bring up now, is. There was a documentary about, um, I think there's a woman called Meredith Moran. She made a book called My Lie, and it was about a woman who believed her father sexually assaulted her, but then later she realised that it was a false memory. Now, this is something that I believe that um, Dylan Farrell has as well. I would say she was just coached by Mia Farrell, stuff like that. It's a fascinating book. Um, There's a YouTube clip I'm going to put down below. And in fact... Right now, let me just play a little a little clip of that and then I'll put the link down below.
1: The impact of my accusation on my family was very intense. It effectively divided my family into two warring factions. There were those who believed me and those who didn't. This whole thing was a nightmare. It was a nightmare believing that my father had molested me and it was a nightmare, I have to say, of equal proportion, really, it was just as hard the moment I realized that it wasn't true. You know, it's this weird balance in telling this story between wanting to, number one, get myself off the hook, of course, can't be avoided, and it's impossible, and also wanting to explain how this happened, how it happened to me, how it happened to tens of thousands of other women. And as I talk to you this way, I feel like I'm trying to say at once, I did something terrible, I need to take responsibility for that. I feel like the world is divided into two groups of people, those who say, I screwed up and I'm sorry, and those who won't, and I want to be in the former group. So I went to see my father to to beg him to hear my apology. And what happened when I got there was something I never would have predicted.
0: Yeah so it's a it's kind of a fascinating story I never really I heard about it previously people mentioned it to me but I never looked it up until recently the book was on audible as well it's an interesting you know I don't really want to get into this too much but it's an interesting true story and yeah I would say you know if you want to check it out check it out but um I did this backwards let me go back to the previous question because there was a movie actually talking about Woody Allen and Jason again There is a movie that just came out with um, a Woody Allen alumni, Julia Louise Dreyfus. She's got a movie out now called You Really Hurt My Feelings. And um, I'm subscribed to a podcast. I'm a fan of podcasts myself. I'm subscribed to a podcast called Breakfast All Day. These are the same guys that did What The Flick, Christy Miller and uh, Alonzo. I can't remember his name. Let me play a clip because they were talking about this movie related to Woody Allen. Kind of shitting on Woody Allen a bit. And I think this is a movie we're definitely going to talk about on the Jason. I'll play the clip now and I'll also put the trailer down below. Check it out. If I did say that, you took it out of context.
1: Are you going to gaslight like me now? Me never fall. He's been lying to me this whole time. I wasn't lying. I was encouraging. That's not true. You were lying to be encouraging. You know what? As an actor, Mark isn't always great. So the times when you don't think he's good, what do you say, mom? You
0: were so fantastic. Really, <gasps> in a just world, there would be an annual Nicole the Center movie. The latest, <laughs> like a, an annual Woody Allen movie, you know. Yeah, she is so smart and so observant and empathetic, and I just I love her films so much. They don't sound like anybody else's movies. They don't move like anybody else's movies, and they and and as much as they're about like intellectual new yorkers generally speaking like they are about these themes that are very relatable and and they're very funny
1: yeah i i, I do also see the woody allen comparison in that it occupies this kind of rarefied intellectual like literary artsy yeah. nook of new york city you know like public radio tote bags you know that, that kind of thing <laughs> exactly. and it's very specific but i feel like there's a a kindness at the heart of her films yeah. that does not exist in woody allen's films it's not mocking of these people it's like wanting to explore their deep relatable truths
0: <laughs> yeah putting the, the little woody allen dig aside the movie does seem very much an adjacent pick and i'm really i'm happy that that louise you know we saw louise uh, julia julia louise Dreyfus on deconstructing heavy. she's worked with woody allen before and this movie does look you know as they compared to Woody Allen in some ways it looks perfect for adjacent so that is a movie that i think will be probably getting a digital release for that one at the end of the year so uh check that out back to the questions i think we've got two more questions uh okay this question has come up many 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 times and you know it makes sense because we're a Woody Allen podcast but question is do you plan to cover woody allen's career as a comedian um writer and musician as part of your podcast series thanks i think that was uh that comment was left by tony writer that's probably a pseudonym but anyway no we're not gonna we're only gonna be covering the movies here and this is where i'm gonna recommend another one of my favorite podcasts the woody allen pages podcast phenomenal he's done special episodes on the music i don't think he's touched on the comedy yet but the the podcast has got um two seasons and i will i've even I've, when we first started doing this podcast i was always shouting out the woody allen pages because of the books he wrote on woody allen's filmography i learned a lot about woody allen from the woody allen pages website before the podcast i highly recommend you know I, i'm honestly honestly you guys probably already know about that podcast even though we started ours before his that podcast is absolutely phenomenal they really Go into the minutiae of everything with the Allen. So go to that podcast and others for other stuff with Woody Allen. We're only going to be covering the movie, TV releases, that kind of stuff, not the music. But you know, we're massive fans of the music, we're massive fans of the comedy. And the last question is a question I appreciate because we're still trying to figure this out, and I think I got a solution. Um, the last question is: how can I comment on your episodes? You guys are on so many podcast platforms. I'm not sure where we, you know, basically what they're saying is they're not sure where they can, if you're listening on, let's say, um, Google Podcasts and you leave a comment, how are we going to see if I don't go into the Google Podcast app and check? To be honest with you, I've got two solutions. And I think the second solution is the best. The first solution is we set up, set up our own subreddit. Reddit is just a messaging board website. It's very popular, it's very, very old. We can set up our own Reddit and then people can post whatever they want and you'll see the questions public. That's one idea, but some people wouldn't want to sign up to Reddit. I have a better idea and I think it's the really, really good winning idea. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna create a YouTube video And that YouTube video is going to be unlisted. You're not going to be able to see it by searching. I'm only going to put the video in um, the podcast episodes. And when you link to that video, you can comment on that video. And then from there, that's one simple place where we can read all comments that you want to leave. You, the listeners. Now, the reason I'm going to do it on YouTube as a YouTube comment video is because everyone's, practically everyone's got a Google account. Practically everyone's got a YouTube account. So, if you, it doesn't matter what episode, doesn't matter what episode you listen to, you want to comment on, just put in the comment what you're referring to, whether you're listening to episode 2, episode 40, episode 50, or an adjacent movie. If you just put in the response, this is in response to this episode, this is what I want to say in that one video, I think it's the most accessible way to leave a comment that we can easily pick up. And, I'll reply to the comment to say your comment has been logged or we'll reply to your comment or I'll just reply on YouTube. To me, it's the simplest answer. Um, at the time of this recording, I haven't done it yet. So on the, by the time we get to the next episode, the next review, um, which is still going to be Anna, Anna Molisa, Yeah, we should have that set up. And I think it's the most easy, easiest solution. And I, I'm actually proud of myself for that idea. So yeah that's where I want you to leave your comments. But over the years, you know, we've always had comments on our YouTube videos and some on our Podbean platform, but I will I will always uh, even from now on I'll put um I will signpost that YouTube video which you can put a comment in and of course we'll flag just bullshit comments. Um and that's it. Now I'm you know, I'm I I'm still sorry we couldn't ...put out an actual episode... ...it was the technical issues were fucking infuriating... ...and honestly... ...when Zoom... ...which is what we were using to record for a while... ...was just... ...you know, one-on-one... ...unlimited calls, it was great... ...now they put the 40-minute limit on... ...and then we've tried other podcast platforms... ...like Clearcast and Zencaster... ...and it is a fucking nightmare... ...so anyway... you ...you guys don't need to worry about that... ...if you honestly, again... If you guys could uh, get on our Patreon and if we got enough money just to pay for um, a Zoom premium or if you can gift us, someone gift us a, a Zoom premium <laughs> account then we could just do the recordings because that is becoming a pain and money is tight up in here. So anyway, let's wrap up this episode of NWA, not Woody Actually with James's review of Stardust Memories. And again, when I, um when I, work, you, I'll put the link to this on YouTube if you want to see James, see his DVD collection. I love James for being my co host. He's a great um, uh, co host. He's so much more knowledgeable than me. And, you know, I thank I Simon as well. He was great as well. But James is just a fucking legend. So have a listen to James's review of Stardust Memories. And um, we'll sign off with that. We'll see you on the next episode. Uh, Again, apologies for this one. Thanks for listening if you listen to it. And if not, we'll see you on the next recording. Take it
2: away, James. I was asked to be co-host of a Woody Allen podcast by my good friend Dom Wonder. And uh, I have accepted. At great peril, (laughs) I worry Associating yourself with with Woody Allen these days is not exactly a a key to success the way it once was. We're going to cast our gaze 40 years ago when being associated with him was the thing to be, and yet not with this movie. We're going to talk about Stardust Memories. This is volume two of my uh, nine-volume Woody Allen collection. Stardust Memories followed like a string of of successes. He had just two years before done Annie Hall. Then he followed that up with Interiors. Not a well-regarded Woody Allen movie now, but at the time, it got a lot of awards attention, and it was his attempt at something dramatic. Follows that up the year a year later with Manhattan. Boom! Scores another just knockout. The guy's on fire. He can do no wrong. Woody Allen is the king of Hollywood at this moment. And then he makes Stardust okay. Memories. And um, boy, the critics hated this. The fans didn't like it. And And I think it's very telling that Woody sees this as one of his best movies. I like this movie. I know my co-host does not, but I do. I like this movie. This is Woody really combining his love of heavy, dramatic themes and comedy. And I think he does it very successfully. He plays what he claims is not a thinly veiled version of himself, but it's very hard to see it as anything else. Comedic filmmaker... Desperately wanting to to be taken seriously, to go from a comedian to a tragedian, and the studio hates what he's trying to do. Uh, they're trying to change his film. He's miserable. He's in in classic Woody Allen fashion, trying to figure out his love life and uh, you know should he be with this uh, beautiful woman that loves him while he's still haunted by the uh, psychotic girlfriend that uh he had and in the middle of all this he goes to a film festival honoring him showing his movies where he's going to be a a speaker there. Woody says that once you get to the film festival this is all inside the guy's head and there is a, a, a magic realism to everything after that point you know, everything from him meeting aliens and, uh, you know, having these these out-of-body experiences to wooing a third woman there. And what fans didn't like at the time was he they felt he was complaining about his life, about his lot in life, his horrible lot in life that he's this big famous comedian uh, while also simultaneously making fun of them for actually enjoying his movies. Uh, His fans in the movie are clawing strange people who um, you know, he's desperate to get away from. I don't know. I don't, I, I can see how people would make that leap, I don't see it. He says it's that was not the case. Um, but you know what? Even if it was, I could see that being a reality. You know, guy who is just... People, especially after Interiors, uh, you know, oh, we love your movies, especially the early funny ones. I, I can see that. I can see that being a problem that he would grapple with. And I don't think that's something to criticize him over. I'm really trying to judge the movie as a movie, too, outside of what he may or may not be projecting towards his audience and as a movie it is one that I am drawn to over and over and over again even more so than Annie Hall or Manhattan I've watched Stardust Memories like five six times uh, and I've watched Manhattan maybe three this is a really interesting movie it's it's the interesting that keeps me coming back it's not hilarious. It's not even particularly deep. But what he is reaching for with it is something that I find fascinating. This is a guy who is challenging his audience. That's how I see it. He's not making fun of his audience. He's challenging them. And he's challenging himself. He's challenging, like, his own ego in it. I think it's a really brave movie. I think it's a... um, He could have played it safe. He could have... After Manhattan, he could have knocked out something like Husbands and Wives, or uh, um, Hannah and Her Sisters, and had people on his side. He could have just—he could have just done a goofy comedy with Diane Keaton, and everybody would have lost their mind. He didn't do that. He wanted to challenge himself, and he didn't care if he succeeded or not, which you got to give credit to him for. You can't do that anymore. You know, people who want to just take a risk. There's too much money involved. There's too much uh, politics involved. You know, movie fails and it's the end of the world. Stardust Memories, you gotta be a Woody Allen fan, don't like it. Nobody's going to like it if they don't like Woody. This is not one of the more accessible movies that he's made. This is something that is very niche, I think. But if you are a Woody Allen fan, check it out. You gotta check it out if you're a Woody Allen fan. Uh, I would say it's in the top 10 movies of his you gotta watch. Stardust Memories, I'm gonna give it four out of five stars. Uh, This is, this is a, it's just a fascinating look inside the mind of a filmmaker. Uh, And he claims it's not him I am one of those people who doesn't really believe him.